I firstly have a question for our parents. When your children were born, did you get a book that's called Babies First to kind of record the first things that your baby did? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Or it might be an app now, or it could be a website, it could be Facebook. But when I was going through my mom's effects after she passed away, I found this book that she had for each, my brother and me. It's called Babies First. And it was way back in the time when they only printed books. And so I opened the thing up, and there the first thing you saw was my footprint. It's like, boy, that's a pretty small footprint. See, ten and a half wide now. But, but there it was, this, this footprint. That's the first thing that I saw. I didn't know they did footprints after a baby was born, but that's in 1960, so you know, that, maybe that's the only technology they had available. But then I started looking through the book. Okay, so baby's first tooth, first time the baby gets sick, first time the baby eats this or that food. But you get to the page which is the par excellence. And parents, I think you'll agree with this. The time that the baby took his or her first step, right? When they started to walk. Isn't that a milestone? Am I right? Because I watch you trying to get your kids to walk, and then when you do, you're exasperated because you're chasing after them all the time, right? But that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I guess I surprised mom and dad. And kids, I bet you a lot of you surprised your mom and dad too when you started to walk for the first time. They had their backs to me, and all of a sudden, I just got up and walked over to them. They went, what? He's there? He walked. You, you guys are surprising to your parents in that way, and probably many other ways, too. The first step. Sometimes the first steps that we take in our lives are even baby steps. But first steps are important, and then those that follow it. So I want you to think while well, I'm preaching now, first steps, even baby steps, and then the steps that follow. Okay, let's go over here to the Magi. You're very familiar with the story of we three kings. We sang about them as we came into this morning, for, this afternoon for Mass. And interestingly, these guys, were they astrologers? Were they kings? Were they wise men? Were they scholars? We don't really know. But they were, they were very observant men. And what they like to do is to look towards the heavens. And they study the stars. They study the heavens. And that's when they found that star. And they studied about, about that star. And they knew that once that great star appeared in the sky, that they would, could follow it if they wanted to, to find the newborn king, the newborn king of the Jews. And these guys were pagans. They didn't believe in the God that we believe in. But you know what? They decided that they would go to visit and to do homage to the newborn king of the Jews. So what they had to do was not only say, hey, that'd be a good idea if we did it, but they had to take the first step. Maybe it was a baby step at first. But they had to take that first step where they went in the direction of that star as the star was guiding them. And when they took that first step, then there was another, and another, and another. 
Did you ever think about how they followed that star? I mean, I'm trying to kind of grasp that. Do they only travel at night? Because that's when we're going to see the stars tonight, is in, in night, if the clouds go white. Oh, hey, what if they have clouds? What if they travel during night and it was cloudy during night? How did they travel? Or if they did during the day, well, you can't see the stars during the day. How did they make it? How did they follow that star? Maybe they had to do this. Ooh, ready? Maybe they had to take things on faith. They probably had an instrument that helped them to orient their way. But when they couldn't see that star, they just had to kind of go with it. They had to have faith. They had to have trust that star was going to be there when they could see it again. And maybe sometimes they had to do some course corrections. Maybe they got lost sometimes and had to ask for direction. Well, that's all right. Did you see the yonder star over there? Yeah, we did last Tuesday. But still, they'd get some help maybe. And they trusted and step after step after step, they finally found the newborn king. But it didn't happen were it not for that first step, maybe even the first baby step that took them towards the newborn king. I think, my friends, that what the wise men experienced is a really cool way of thinking about our Christian lives. Because in, at one point in time in our lives, it is important that you and I personally say yes to Jesus, yes to his invitation to be his disciple, yes to be his follower, yes, I will follow your teachings because you are Lord, you are King, you are the Savior of the world. And indeed, even when we're baptized, we're baptized, we become sons and daughters of God, that's absolute. But sometimes we don't always catch it until later in life, maybe, that we're called to this personal relationship with God and that we share it with our community. And it's more than just head knowledge. It's, it's more than, yeah, 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 I've heard that story before. You bring it inside of your heart. And it sits there and grows inside of you. And it's as simple as saying yes. I mean, just like Mary. I mean, Mary, when she said yes to be the mother of God, she didn't pr probably have much of a clue what she was saying yes to. But she knew she could trust God. And you can trust Jesus, too. Especially if you haven't said yes to him. And you know, I think, too, that every day, every time we get up in the morning, it's an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It's an opportunity to take another step towards him. Another step closer to eternal life. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Every day is that blessed gift to say yes to him and continue on the journey as the Magi did. You know, sometimes there's missteps. I know that sometimes I get really close to the edge of the, of the steps here, and you guys are going, he's going to fall, he's going to fall. And sometimes I almost do fall, but I did that on purpose. But sometimes we take some missteps. We all know that we try to go up the stairs 
in the, in the entryway to the church. We're going to get new ones, and they're going to be better. But sometimes we take some missteps. And that's because we're human. That's because we've been wounded by original sin. Yeah, that's because we do sin. But we have the ointment. We have the salve. We have the healing when we make missteps or even fall down or get lost on this pilgrimage, on this journey. It's called forgiveness. It's called the sacrament of penance. And it's always there for you. Always for you. Sometimes we purposely turn away and go way out of our way to avoid that yes, to avoid Jesus. We get mad at God or whatever it might be. But the light is always following you. He won't give up. He wants you to say yes, but he won't force you. He's always there. Always there. And you know, during that journey, you get hungry. How many people are hungry right now? I didn't have any Cheetos before I came, but you know, starting to, starting to kind of long for those. My brother sent me some Cheetos, though, and that was really cool. I didn't share them. But anyway, the, the thing is, is that we get hungry, right? We get hungry along this way, along this journey, because sometimes it can be tough. Sometimes it can be arduous. And we've, we've got the food right here. It's the Eucharist. Every time, every time, every time we come here, it's the food we need, the food to sustain us on our journey. Our trek is like the wise men, following yonder star, the light, unto the one who is the light of light and the truth of truths. And we'll conclude with this. The wise men didn't always have to take steps. When they found the newborn king, what did they do? They got down on their knees to do him homage. And they presented their gifts to him. You can see them right there. Well, those two guys are standing, but they'll be on their knees in a minute. They're, they're kneeling before Jesus, doing homage to him. Now, you do that during the Eucharistic prayer, and that, this is excellent, excellent. We're doing homage to Jesus. And what that, what that means when they gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh is that they gave the gift of themselves to Jesus. Those gifts represent other things too, but they gave themselves to Jesus. They stopped when they found him, and they knelt in homage to him. That's what we do and can do as well. This is kind of the stance of the, of the follower of Jesus. In thanksgiving, we can be on our knees because he's God, because he saved us. He bought us back from sin, and he's showing us the way to eternal life forever, ever, and ever. So on this journey, we do, do, do take steps, and sometimes they're baby steps. Sometimes we get lost, or sometimes we have a misstep. But let it always include that we stop and get on our knees to give him the praise, the thanks, and the homage that is due to him that comes from our hearts.